Welcome to Legon Podcast. I'm Dr. Beaver, and today I have on local Pee Wee football legend Nick Driscoll. Nick is a Southwood grad who played football at Mount Union as well. Nick and I talk about his training over the years that kept him at a high level. But before we get to the podcast, let's thank our presenting sponsor, Wabash Downtown Nutrition. Lindsay serves healthy shakes, energizing teas, and aloe. Located on Market Street, stop in and try flavors like coffee cake, brownie batter, and sea salt caramel pretzel. Now let's get to the podcast with Nick. So I'm here with Nick Driscoll, star of Pee Wee Football. <laughs> and Nick, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually go back, first grade, we were pen pals. Absolutely remember that. You yep, do? I do. There's not a lot that I do remember from that age, <laughs> yeah. but I remember being pen pals. What I remember is my favorite TV show was The Simpsons because my parents weren't good at you know, monitoring that <laughs> stuff, and you said that you weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. That'd probably be accurate, yeah. But, um, but then, you know, you get to get together, like meet your pen pals. Mm-hmm. I remember we went out to recess, and you and it was some other kid. The other kid's doing all the talking, but he's like, "Me and Nick will take on all of you guys in soccer." <laughs> and I, I really, I don't remember who that kid was. I remember you just being like, "I remember like, oh, Nick's being pretty humble about this." Yep. But then I think you guys did beat all of us in soccer. I honestly do not remember that at all. I mean, I do remember the fact, and I was going to bring that up, make sure that you remember that we're pen pals. It's funny. It's funny the things that you do remember, yeah. you know, when you think back to that age. But, yeah, no, I don't remember the soccer, the soccer so, game at all. So, and I, I might have, you know, I might have become inflated in my memory over the sure, years, yeah. but you definitely were athletic at a young age. Yeah, there, yeah some natural ability there, absolutely. So, that, that's, what I, gonna, that's what I was going to ask. Like, when did, when did the natural ability, when did, like, training start for you? What were you doing at a young age? Yeah. Um, so soccer started for me. I mean, that was kind of my first love as far as the, the sports world went, and, and my parents coached. And so um, for that reason, I was actually able to play, I think, when I was four, and you were supposed to be five. So I kind of got a little bit of a head start, jump start from that standpoint. Jay knew people. He did. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, made, he made the connections happen. So, uh, so we got in there and, and uh, really just fell in love with soccer at a young age. And uh, I guess I don't know when I thought that I was excelling. I I've always kind of been, you know, uh, there's always someone better out there, so I don't know how good I am um, kind of thing. And so I always want to be better. Um, but so soccer was, was what I did until I was 10 years old, and that was when you could start playing football for the Y. And so from there, my love changed to football. So so my <laughs> memories of the Y, and I, I tell people this story a lot because, so I was on the, I think we were the Cowboys and you guys were the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one play in particular. It was like a sweep to the outside. And in Pee Wee football, it was pretty well established that you were one of the fastest guys. Okay. It, again, the humbleness. But, <laughs> but you, I remember you getting to the outside, diving for the end zone, reaching the ball out, and like going across the pylon with an outstretched ball while you're going out of bounds. And just thinking, like, I can barely hop on one foot. And this kid is out here making these, you know, college, NFL-style level plays. I'm like, how's this fair? How, how are we the same well, species? I feel like you're embellishing these stories. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you say so. But when did, you know, what, did, what was the football training like for you? <clears throat> um, at what point, I guess? That's my... In that Pee Wee, you know, going into that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I think... 
I tell you know parents at this age that you know when they have young kids and they're you know maybe not ready for them to play football, they're just not not old enough. Mm -hmm. Period. Um, but they think you know at some point football may be an option. Um, I tell them to play soccer. I think there's a lot of similarities in your ability to just read the field, um, making cuts, you know, your ability to change direction mm -hmm. and uh, the coordination that comes along with that. I think that is a good you know stepping stone um, to to go into the the football world if that's something that you aspire to do at some point. And so that's been something for me that I think it, it was an easy transition at a young age. Um, you know, I know everyone says just because my dad is, is a weight room guy that I was, I was in there, you know, when I was five years old, which I was in the weight room, but I wasn't doing anything besides, you know, messing around and, yeah. and, and doing stuff. And so I think I, I actually started training in, in some aspect. And when I say training and learning squatting form, learning proper form on, you know, on all the lifts, um, when I started playing football when I was about 10 and, and, and at that point it was moving just the bar, you know, no weight. Um, you know, just, just moving the bar, making sure that, that form was good. And, and, um, I, it really was, you know, you start to add a, a 10 pound on each side over mm -hmm. time. And it really wasn't until my freshman year of, or eighth grade, eighth grade freshman year, maybe going in that summer, um, that I actually started, you know, my dad actually find me, finally allowed me to, to start moving some weight, um, at that point. But I had, he had, you know, he'd kind of helped me just develop such a solid base that, once I started actually lifting weights, you know, with and, and trying to move some weight, it made things a whole lot easier, and I was I was ready for that. So. Yeah. So you, he was kind of what was he was stopping you from putting that weight on. Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And, and which is frustrating, you know, just <laughs> as a as a guy, you know, or anybody that's competitive, you you're ready. You wanna yeah. you wanna try this. Can I do this? Can I can I conquer this challenge? And so that's what it was for me. And and so. Um, you know, it's really hard to understand as a as a ten year old to well, why can't I do anymore? You know, yeah. and and what he what he did say, which was, I, I'm not in total agreement with this. I've, I've read a lot of research is that it, it stunts your growth. You know, if it, it has the ability to stunt your growth if you lift heavy weight at a young age, and that can be a whole other conversation in itself that we don't have to go into. Um, but you know, I think it is the right thing at a young age to to so much. Um, just emphasis on proper form. Can yeah. can you do the lift correctly before you before you move on and, and do what you want to do, which is try to move some weight. Mm -hmm. so. That's exact. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that that <laughs> form? Because if you don't have that established at a young age, eventually, I mean, you might get to a what is considered like a high weight, but you're not gonna you're gonna plateau there. You're not gonna go past that because your form is so bad that right. if you really want to get past that, you're gonna have to go back to ground zero again and yep. start building up again. And so that's. I mean, it's not surprising because if your dad actually does know what he's talking about, that's what he should do is just, you know, yep. let that, I mean, the bar, the bar speed, all that's so important to progress as you get stronger then. Um, so the rumors about you bench pressing 200 pounds in junior high, that's not true? <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, I don't think he allowed me to do that in junior high. <laughs> I don't know when it all started, but it was some, some I get eighth grade, ninth grade, somewhere in that area. So, But I think there is something to when, you know, having success at a young age like you did. That does set you up for success moving forward because you have the confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've noticed that with kids, um, you know, coaching now, coaching football down at Southwood. Just I'm just an assistant coach down there. I work with uh, defensive backs and running backs. But you see, you know, in, in young kids, you you can tell the kids that have confidence and the kids that don't. And it makes a huge difference. And yeah. and just well, for one, the way they carry themselves through life, which mm -hmm. is truly what it, you know what it's all about. But what the way they carry themselves on the field in the weight room. You know that that confidence is so key because we all have some some issues, some mm -hmm. some self confidence issues, and in, in different areas of our lives. And so, if you can build that at a young age, obviously it's gonna it's gonna impact you and benefit you down the road.
from an early age, did you feel that pressure at all just being, you know, being the running back already on the fourth grade team? Like, did you feel that pressure? Uh, I don't know when pressure start to set in. Uh, probably sixth grade, you know, becoming an older an older guy on the team. You know, it was fourth and sixth grade guys all on the same team. And so it, you had a championship you go out there and went for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I mean, we did win three in a row, just in case. I'm you... well aware, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it wasn't until I guess probably that I was a sixth grader that I felt, okay, now I'm, I'm a leader, you know, on mm-hmm. this team. And so that's when, I guess, pressure start to set in and um, – you know, there, there's no doubt that I put too much pressure on myself, you know, and I think so many of us do that in whatever area of our, of our lives that we're passionate about. But um, if there's one thing that I could go back and change, it would, I would have just enjoyed it more, I yeah. guess, more than anything. How about the reset from sixth grade, like you said, being leader to seventh grade, where going to Southwood, you're kind of the bottom of the rung? Yep. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I always like, you know, going back to the pressure thing, I like being you know, uh, someone that, you know, no one knows about, you know, yeah. it's, it's no expectations. Go out there, have fun, do what you can. And the problem is and, with Wabash, it's a small community. Is, People know who you are right. already. Yeah. But no, it was much more enjoyable, I guess, mm-hmm. per se, uh, at that point. So, yeah. Um, now I've always wondered this cause it was, I don't remember if it was seventh grade or eighth grade. You were playing inside linebacker. I was center because, of course, I've got the body of an offensive lineman. <laughs> right, yeah. Mostly because yeah. I didn't have the coordination for any skill position. But <laughs> I remember a play where it was my job to block you. And for some reason, the whistle blew early. There was probably a penalty. So- something happened on, on our side of the ball for sure. And I, I hit you, and you said, nice block. And I was like... I don't know if this was a compliment or a slight at me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, it, it probably was a compliment. I don't remember saying that because I'm, I'm, I wasn't usually one that talked and I really wasn't a trash talker. I mean, that wasn't me by nature. So, yeah, I must have meant that. Okay, I appreciate that. That means a lot to a junior <laughs> yeah. high version of myself. Yeah, yep, absolutely. It was a good hit. Um, so, going into high school then, did you feel the pressure of what, like the expectations already? No, I, I wouldn't say that I really did at all. Um, yeah, I, again, I always, I guess not to sound humble at all, but I always thought of myself as, as lower or not as good as what I what I thought I could be or what I wanted to be. Um, and so for that reason, I didn't feel a lot of pressure going into it. I, I you know, I'm, I always respected upperclassmen. Um, I always thought, you know, they're good. They, they've earned the spot. And if, if I'm good, then I'm going to have to be better than them. And that's going to take a while to get there. And so for that reason, I always... I always saw myself as an underclassman kind of going into that type of situation. Um, Surely you had people in your ear, though. Um, a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know. Not, not so much. Um, I think our, our coaches did a good job, and, and my parents both did a good job of just saying, hey, if you want to be great, this is what you have to do. You're not yet. So, so you were competing <laughs> against yourself more like versus, I mean, it's kind of like the big complaint around like a small community like Wabash. You could be the valedictorian in your class. And then go to a big school and realize that you're not right. Yep. So I mean, that's I think that's important for a lot of our athletes to know. Is I remember when I got to IU my freshman year and seeing the D1 athletes and being like, oh, <laughs> it, <laughs> right. yeah, this is <laughs> that's what that looks like. Yeah, that's we are so far. You know, the the studs that we thought that we had in school were nothing compared to these grown men. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that, and that's a huge thing, and, and I saw that a lot at a young age. I went to different camps and stuff like that, and so being exposed to athletes of, of a much higher caliber mm-hmm. than what you're used to seeing in this area, 
um, I think for one keeps you humble and, and keeps you knowing that hey there's always someone better out there and it keeps you goal-oriented of hey I'm not the best there's 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 still further uh, improvement to, to be had so when when did your training like in high school like what how was that different versus junior high elementary school yeah um, well I think I mentioned it earlier a little bit that it, it the high school level when I when I hit my freshman year was actually allowed to, to start moving some weight um, from that standpoint and so you know my dad who who lived in the weight room um, for for much of his adult life um, and competed in the powerlifting world he had a pretty good foundation um, and so he he helped me and 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 at the same time we had um, just our Southwood coaches did a good job of creating a an environment of you know just competitive inside mm -hmm. inside the weight room and your summer weights and, and all that stuff and so um, you know, the, the kind of hit our core lifts of your bench squat and your hang cleans is something we always focused on at Southwood and then just some of the kind of extracurricular stuff as well. And so I would say, uh, you know, at, at high school really started focusing on moving weight. Um, and if I could go back and change one thing, I would have done, I wouldn't have changed anything really in the weight room, but just put more emphasis on, on speed agility stuff. Um, I was going to ask like, what were you yeah. doing at the time for that? Yeah. You know, honestly didn't, didn't do a whole lot, you know, on my, on my own. We did stuff as a team. We did some drills, you know, the, the, the old ladders. Yeah. Um, you, you do some, some sprints and stuff like that. But, um, from that standpoint, just kind of was doing what the team did. I didn't do anything special, mm -hmm. um, by any means on my own. I wasn't doing any, you know, individual training or anything like that. Um, you know, other than that, honestly, I think I think the best thing, especially at that age, is playing other sports. You know, getting your body doing different things, moving in different directions, mm -hmm. um, jumping, changing, you know, changing direction, all that stuff. You know, developing your coordination and, and and your athletic abilities at a young age. And when I say young, you know, I think to me, a freshman, you know, sophomore in high school is a young person. Yeah. Their, their body's still developing. They're figuring out who they are and how they can move. And so, playing different sports, I think, is is very valuable. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you just the more that then you can apply that to your other sports. Like you already said with soccer, your ability to cut, your ability to accelerate, decelerate. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, as a running back especially, I mean, that's, you know, that's what separates the good from the great then. Yep. Um, with, with your team, because I don't remember, how far did you guys make a run senior year or anything? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we got beaten in the sectional championship, so yeah. I never never even won a, a conference or sectional title, to be honest with you. So, yeah. So so then you move on to college, and where do you go to college at? Uh, at Mount Union, which is over in uh, Northeast Ohio. And you were playing defensive back there, right? Yep, played safety over there. So was that a... Let's talk about that transition sure. from... Not that... For this area, yep. you were not like... Um, I don't know, you're a good size running back. To go from that to, you're running back and middle linebacker, right? Or In, in college? Or no, in high, in high school. school. In high school, um, running back, and it was like a, a safety that played at seven yards. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, called a linebacker yeah. safety hybrid mix. But to transition from that to a cornerback where you're now, you know, one of the smaller guys on the team, was that tough for you to just fill that role, or were you ready for that? Um, You know, I, I guess I... I don't think you could ever really be ready for that that college jump, and and so Mount Union is the they're Division three, um, but they're the Division three powerhouse. They've now won I think thirteen national championships, um, and so didn't really know what to expect um, going into that. But what you realize at, at the college level doesn't matter what college level you're playing at is that each of those guys was the best player on their team, and mm. so you know there that is that is so many different athletes that you're walking in, and and honestly I walked in. It was intimidating, you know, and, and Mount Union, just because they have such a good program, they'll bring in 100 freshmen. 
you know, and so that could be three to five guys at your position. Not to not to even mention that there's sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And mm-hmm. so you walk into that, you got kids from obviously Ohio since it was there, uh, all the Midwest states, kids all the way down to Florida, and it's like, okay, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to see how good I am. You know? Yeah. Was were you hoping to make it to D1? Um, you know, I, I would have to say that that's most kids' dreams. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was something that I thought, you know, if I'm good enough, that, that is absolutely something I would love to do. Um, obviously, I had some limitations from the standpoint of not tall, um, which doesn't help. Uh, you know, playing at a small school is a knock. Um, you know, you, you don't see a lot of small school kids, especially in our area, that are going to big D1 schools. So would I say that I wanted to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be lying if I didn't. But I think at the same time, I had a, a grasp on reality of, hey, it's, it's not that easy. Not everybody goes D1. Um, and so going to Mount Union for me was was a, hey, I want to go be a part of something. I mentioned earlier that we never won anything at Southwood. And we had good teams, but we never won conference. We never won a sectional title. And so... You took care of Northfield pretty well. So, I mean, if that's... <laughs> yeah, if you say so. I didn't know we got beat by him once. And that's still... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, going... And to me, it was, I want to be a part of something. I want to be a part of a winning program. Um, and so, that's kind of what led me to Mount Union. And, and uh, it was... Good decision. So. so what was the programming like there versus high school? Like, What was the biggest change you noticed? Well, I mean, when you bring in, at the college level, when you bring in the best players on each team, you know, and you have to start out 200 kids when you start the season, that's a, a very competitive environment mm-hmm. in the first place. And then um, my head coach was Larry Karras, who is, he's since retired. His son is, is the head coach. He was our defensive coordinator while we were there. His son was. Um, and so... These guys at that point, when I came in, I think they'd won 10 national championships, you know, since 1993. And so that's a 15-year-plus span mm-hmm. that they had won 10 national championships. And, and so being, uh, being a part of something like that is, you know, you, you have to day in and day out. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Each week we prepared the same, you know, whether it was the worst team in the conference or in the national championship, you know, it was you have to prepare to be the best and, and beat the best. And so I, I guess that's what I realized so much is that, um, you know, getting to the top is, is, is hard, but staying on top is, is the hardest thing, yeah. um, in, in whatever aspect of life. So, um, when you, when you get to the weight room, do you feel like you were pretty well prepared for it? Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, um, I had, had a good foundation at that point. Um, some kids, there were kids that were stronger, but you know, for the most part, I felt very well prepared. Um, you know, from, just from a God given athletic standpoint, I was, I was blessed and, and had that. Um, and I'd worked at it at the same time. And so, you know, I, I came in and, and I really did feel prepared. Um, but at the same time felt, you know, like, Hey, there's some, some guys that are better athletes than me or, you know, that are stronger than me. And so I have to continue to work. And I was a freshman. So that's, that's part of that. Did you play varsity freshman year? Um, yeah, so started out, um, uh, and, and I think I ended up kind of through the, call it the two days camp, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, ended up working my way up to like a third string position and then a handful of weeks into the season was, ended up second string my freshman year. And so got a lot of special teams time. And, and for me, that was, you know, as, as a freshman at the college level, you know, the playbook is, is much more intense than, than high school, which I had in high school, my uh, assignment was make the tackle, you know, <laughs> yeah. make, make the play, whatever it was. And so I had to, I had to learn a little bit. There was a learning curve that came along with that. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up kind of being second string behind a, a kid that was an All-American. Um, I call him a kid. He's, he's a man. Um, and he's actually a good friend of mine now, great leader. Um, he, so he was a senior. I was a freshman. And so got to, got to kind of learn the ropes behind him. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And so going back to the 
kind of a name, made a name for myself on special teams. You know, my goal on, on kickoff was to make every tackle, you know, on punt, make the tackle. Um, and so, you know, that, that coming in as a freshman at, at the college level, that's the best thing you can do is, is, is work as hard as you can. And if you get a shot on special teams, take advantage of it. And again, so. you, that's kind of the position you want to be in. You want to be the person that's, there's, you know, the expectations are low and you're just there to excel at Yep, yep, absolutely. So going into sophomore year, a little bit more pressure on you then? Um, yeah, a little bit. You know, so so starting there as a, as a sophomore is is not an easy thing to do. You know, playing at that level again. I know it's Division three. You can you can knock that all day, but you know you got we had guys that that, that made it to the NFL. You know, from from our team, kids that I was playing with, and so um, you know with that in mind, you know there's there's good competition. It's not an easy thing even even as a sophomore to walk on the field and start, and so took that opportunity as an honor and and uh yeah but it was it was tough it was scary still still a lot to learn um but uh yeah it was a lot of fun so. how did the team do that freshman and sophomore year um you want me to say freshman sophomore and junior year we got beaten the national championship each time so i'll sum that all up right <laughs> there so it was good you know you you go 14 and one um and uh but you know it all comes down to the expectation of mount union is to win the national championship and yeah. so you fall short and uh it's not acceptable so, so since, like you said, you hadn't gotten to that stage, well, except for maybe sixth grade, fourth through sixth grade. But <laughs> yeah. so, what what was that feeling like getting so close? Uh, well, for one, it was really cool. Uh, you know, we the national championship game was always aired on ESPN, um, and so because I was in Ohio, you know, four and a half five hours away, most people couldn't couldn't see watch my games. Um, and so that was an, another reason for me personally is. Hey, I want to play in the national championship because you know my friends, my family can watch mm -hmm. the games, you know, and stuff like that, which was a, a cool opportunity. I don't care who you are; it's pretty cool <laughs> to play on ESPN. It was fun, you know, especially being from a small town where yeah. we don't even get like TV channels <laughs> no. to come. You know, not even a local station will cover us. Um, so it was, it was a cool opportunity, um, and uh, and loved it. But it was you know it was scary at the same time. Like you're on ESPN; it is every mistake is you feel, is like right you feel there. it. Oh yeah, it's different. And so because we, you know, that was. Our, our, our semifinal game and our national championship was on ESPN. And so you have TV timeouts um, for the first time all mm -hmm. year. And like, so your, your constant you're adrenaline pump that. stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was definitely a change, man. It yeah. was a whole lot different. So, but it was cool. So let's go senior year then. <clears throat> yep. Let's talk about that season. Yeah. And so <laughs> going into our senior year, we had a strong senior class um, at Mountain Union and, uh, so we hadn't won a national championship, and if we did not win a national championship, we would have been the first class to graduate in the last, I don't know, 15 plus years that wouldn't have won a national championship. And so pressure was on. There was no doubt about it. Um, and, uh, you know, at the same time, because we had been so close, it kept us hungry. Um, you know, I think had you won as a, as a freshman, sophomore, junior, it's like, okay, we've done it. You know, mm. obviously you still want to, but um, falling short and, and the, you know, truly the reason that I went to Mount Union outside of an education was to win a national championship. Like that's what, that's what it's about from mm -hmm. a football standpoint. And so, um, a lot of pressure was on as, as a senior. And, um, so, you know, we, I guess I mentioned had a couple guys that had gotten a shot at the NFL, had, had one of our receivers gotten drafted and, um, had a, a couple guys, a couple guys that had been picked up on, you know, practice squad and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so uh, as being, you know, one of the top players on the team, you start to get some, some NFL interest, you know, not, nothing crazy by any means, but you know, scouts are kind of reaching out and, you know, you're seeing your name, you know, it pop up on some scouting stuff and you're like, Holy crap, you know, this is, this is real. Like this yeah. could potentially be an opportunity. So throw that into the mix of, of that, that pressure to want to win a national championship. And yeah, it was, Again, I would say if I could do anything, I would have tried to just enjoy the moment through through my sports career, and I struggle to do that from time to time. Mm -hmm. So, how did the senior season go? 
Well, we uh, went 15 and 0, won the national championship, and uh, made it all so sweet. Finally, when when that all happened, and yeah. so it was it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so so that did the pressure feel like it was worth it? Um. Once you when you got that championship. Yeah, you know, finally all that that work. I mean, the the, the thousands of hours at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back to freshman year of of college that had been put in to to make that all happen. You know, it, it was a fulfillment thing of. Hey, we we finally we finally did this. We finally set out to uh, and and accomplish the goal that mm-hmm. that we had set out to accomplish a long time ago. And so, part of it was relief uh, that that we weren't the first class to graduate from mm-hmm. from Mount Union, not not win a national championship. But at the same time, it was hey, this is this is what we came here to do and made it happen. So, mm-hmm. was there any any kind of letdown from that then after like after you reached that goal? Yeah, yeah, I'll absolutely touch on that. So. What I realized in that entire experience, um, and uh, going back to as an athlete, we put too much pressure on ourselves, um, and, and I did that way too much, and I guess the biggest thing that I realized in that entire journey was it wasn't the victory that, that made us so sweet, it was the entire journey along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out of that analogy of, hey, when you climb a mountain, don't turn, don't forget to turn around and look and, and see the view on the way up, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously when you get to the top, you're, you're glad you, you accomplished it, but it was the journey to get yeah. to the top that really made it so so sweet, and so you know that's what I what I took away from that. Um, you know, I think sports are so much about teaching us life lessons, and so going back looking at, at my four years of, of college, of man, I was so focused on 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 my goal that I had in mind that I forgot to enjoy everything along the way, and mm-hmm. so I've been so intentional about that now. Not that I'm good at it, but I'm, I'm try. I try to be more intentional about it now in life. You know, bring a son into the you know having a kid um, and and being married and. Um, you know, I think we, we so often, you know, look ahead and, hey, I can't wait till they can crawl. I can't wait till they can walk. I can't wait till they can go throw the, you know, football yeah. with us, you know. And it's like, wait, I need to enjoy what's going on right now. Yeah. And so I guess that's that's my biggest takeaway from, from my college career. Yeah, that's we talk about that with our daughter. We're like, our baby's gone. Like, you know, she's she's yeah. moving so much now. And it's like, when when especially that newborn, you're like, I just want to get out of this phase. Like, yeah, you know, they're it's rough. Man, they're let's not. Be honest. They're not giving you anything. Like, they're just laying there all the time, and you're like, this just sucks. But but then when you get out of it, and we look back at like pictures and videos, and it's like, okay, that, that was yeah. a lot better than you thought at the oh, time. Yeah. But also, again, I don't know if I want to do it again. But right. Um, yep. yep. The other thing I want to talk to you about was nutrition, and even going back to that elementary like was that something you were paying attention to um i was aware of it i you know my my parents both always um just stayed in pretty good shape and so for with that in mind they were you know we, we didn't have a whole lot of stuff in our house that, that wasn't wasn't good for you yeah. um and it's as a kid it kind of sucked you know like <laughs> you go over to your friend's house and they all have like pop and all these like sweets and stuff and i come home and i'm like what is wrong with my parents you know and you so carrots, yeah, yeah like oh this is real good i'm drinking a carrot shake yum <laughs> you know but i'm i thought it was torture as a kid you know and and honestly i hated it um until i got older and realized you know what now as an adult, the way my parents raised me, it makes life a whole lot easier. You know, it's it's easier to to make a good decision as to, you know, do I want to go grab fast food or should I just run home and make a make a you know a sandwich or something mm-hmm. like that. So is that something you plan on implementing in your household as well? Of yeah, I like I like to think so. You know, I don't want to be a drill sergeant by any means. Um, but you know, nutrition for me. Um, as an athlete and and just as a as a person now, that's all I am anymore. Um, but it, it's so much, you know, everyone wants to, to work out and, and make everything happen, but it's like, listen, get your diet, 
straightened out, and then then we'll talk about what you need to do right. in the weight room or, or with your your fitness your fitness goals. And mm. so it's so much nutrition, um, which has a huge psychological impact for me personally, and I assume it does for everybody else. Yeah. And what about with like the supplement side of things? Um, as far as were you like protein, creatine, like what, what were you taking yeah. at the time? Um, and so I didn't, I mean, I did protein shakes, um, throughout, throughout high school and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, all the, all the research, you know, I was, I was an exercise science major, um, in my undergrad. And so did a lot of research in that world and what that looks like. And, um, I guess my biggest takeaway from the protein shakes that, you know, this for some people, they get a big, bad rap, you know, because it all protein, creatine, you know, this and that. Um, from the standpoint of, of protein is it's a timing thing. You know, your body, once you start, you know, breaking down your muscles when you're working out, mm -hmm. your body starts calling for those proteins and, and you've got to, you got to get it to them as, as quickly as possible or you're kind of missing that window of opportunity. And so I, I tell people, Hey, if, if you want to do a protein shake, even, you know, maybe have, the way I do it anymore, because I, I work out early in the mornings. I like to get up and work out from just a psychological state. I, I enjoy it. Um, but you're fasted, obviously, when you wake up mm -hmm. for eight plus hours. And so I do a protein shake, just a small protein shake, just to get something in my system before I work out. Um, just so, you know, when, when you start breaking down muscle, um, it's it's there. It's it's there and ready, readily accessible. Um, creatine, uh, you know, it, it it from that standpoint, it, ha it had a really bad rap. I think some people have a better understanding of it, and there's still a lot of opinions on it. So I don't want to... I remember thinking it was like a steroid when I was in, <laughs> like when I was in yeah. junior high and high school being like, those kids are taking creatine, yep. like right, yep, and and that's that's what you know what people think. But obviously, if you if you've done any research yeah. and, and start to understand it, um, you know, research says that you know when you're peaking out your creatine levels, especially from I'm just talking from a male athlete standpoint, you know, your your power output and and your ability to increase strength is 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 gonna see benefit, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, from from that standpoint, you know, I had a I had a professor in college that was big into that that world of research especially in the strength training world mm -hmm. and said that he would recommend creatine to every male athlete out there mm -hmm. um so interesting statement statement that i've kind of stuck with me and, and i've kind of done my own research on it since then mm -hmm. so with with your dad being the bigger guy that he is you being strong at a young age did you did you hear people did you feel a sense that people were like I wonder if he's like juicing him. Oh yeah, yeah. All through high school, I was on steroids. If you ask people, man, and I'm like, look at my dad. Like, look at my and my mom's a great athlete too. Like, yeah. she's she's always been in good shape too. Um, and so it's a little frustrating because you know, as a, especially as a high school student, you take everything so personal. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I heard I heard a lot of that, you know, and and it's all good now. And it's funny now because I see kids now that are muscular in, in high school and. You know, let's just say a kid from another school, you know, North, we'll just say Northfield is, mm -hmm. is super muscular and you hear Southwood kids saying, oh yeah, well he's, he's, he's doing steroids. I'm like, really? Like he might be, but at the same time, maybe he's just working hard and has, you know, maybe he has great genetics. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, you spend so much time just working on the bar and then, you know, you finally start to add weight and you're doing well and then people want to say, he's taking a shortcut. Yep. And really yeah. it's just because, I mean... <laughs> They're not putting in the work. They're not putting in the work. They see someone getting results. Yep. How can I put this down? Right. Like, how can I say that it's not because they're working harder than me? Because especially in high school, I mean, it's just, it's all ego. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> like the weight room is like the biggest representation of that. And yep. no one wants to be beat by somebody. And it's, it happens from, you know, the person isn't there for summer weights. And then they're mad that a kid that's smaller than them is lifting more. It's like, right. this kid showed up. Like, 
Yep. There's nothing more to weightlifting than, I mean, you do have the people with, you know, just genetic freaks, but for the most part, it's just that consistent basis, and that's, yep. that's what hard work is. All right. Yep. So, as a high school kid, getting those, uh, hearing those statements uh, was, was frustrating, but I look yep. back on it now, and it's just, it's, it's funny. It yep. is. It is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I mean, you say, you know, he's saying you being shorter, people are like, he's definitely on steroids. Oh, yeah. and, you know, it's stunning his growth. His hey, I'm, I'm taller than my dad is, so hey, <laughs> something went right there, right? <laughs> um, since getting out of sports then, was that ever an issue for you in terms of staying active, staying motivated? Uh, not at all, honestly. Um, and so when, when sports was, was over for me, uh, I honestly was like, you know what? I loved sports. It was that was my life for. Well, I said I started playing soccer at four and, and finished up playing football at twenty two. So eighteen years of my twenty two year life at that point, um, it was a sense of hey, like this now I can just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was always doing it for a reason, and now obviously still doing it for a reason. But um, it was it was some hey, I can relax and just kind of do what I want now as opposed to, hey, I have to be strong and I have to be powerful. Now I can just stay in shape and, and feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just, I've done different things. You know, at one point right after college, I was like, let's see, let's see how strong I can get, you know? And then I was like, oh, now, I'm, you know, this, this, my body kind of hurts. How strong I'm, did you get? <laughs> I don't know. Nah, not very strong. What were your PRs? Come on. I don't know. I you can't. know. Well, let's see. My, I think my squat ended up being like 575. Bench, I, I hit four plates on bench. So 405, and then, then I was like, all right, because uh, I, I got up to like 210. Um, you know, right now I weigh 185, so it's a pretty big difference, you know, with with someone yeah. of of my size. And so it was really just like it was too much work. Like it was so hard. You know, you have to eat, you know, so much, and uh, it was less than enjoyable. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm good. I'm good on yeah. that. I'm, yeah, lifting weights, if, if that's what you enjoy, is just getting as strong as you can. More power to you to do it. But um, at the same point, at the same time, like if you've done it, you know how hard it is to, to do. Um, and so I just tell people, whatever whatever your workout goals are, go for them, man. And mm-hmm. and if that's getting strong, great. If that's looking good, great. If that's losing some weight, great. Um, you know, and, and it's all different methodologies, methodologies of, of training. And so for me, it's been, uh, you know, now I'm just kind of trying to try to stay in shape, you know, and, and uh, I enjoy it a whole lot more. So. Yeah. Um, but you didn't, you didn't feel any of that, like the, the drop off of now, what do I do? Um, no, honestly, no. You know, and for me, I, uh, you know, after college, I, you know, I was an exercise science major. Um, and so I went into the sports training world. I trained, you know, youth all the way through professional athletes for a while into adults, you know, and so did a little bit of everything. And so I was, I was still in that world and still seeing it. Um, and still kind of train like an athlete, still did, and really still do. I, I, I still try to um, do some, you know, athletic-type movements within the weight room and outside of it as well just because, you know, you know being around kids, you're, you're still doing stuff, and so you still want to stay in good shape. So, no, I, I, I guess I never have. I've yet to have that drop-off. There's absolutely times where I don't just don't want to anymore, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what's my motivation? I don't have any, you know, I don't have any, you know, football game coming up. Yeah. I don't have an event coming up. I'm not, I'm not competing at any level. Um, but at the same time, you know, for me, I, I typically just go to the, go to the weight room by myself. I, I like to be there by myself. It's kind of my personal time of, you know, just each morning, that's kind of how I start my day. And so, um, the, the not having goals hasn't really been an issue for me. I think I, I probably should have some goals. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's been just, Hey, I can just enjoy working out as opposed to having to work out. I guess that's Well, if you can enjoy it though, I mean, that is going to keep you more consistent than any other goal is. Like you said, when you, if your goal is just to get as strong as you possibly can at some point 
you're going to reach that. Right. I mean, you know, yep. you could add in steroids at that point and you know, find <laughs> right. out what you can really do. But yeah. really, like you said, I mean, it's going to, at some point, the amount of effort that you're putting in, it's just like, all right, we've maxed out. Yep. Yep. Another place that you can drop off then and just be like, well, I have nothing else I can do. Or, you know, you got to find something completely different. Yep. Um, I forgot to ask you then, because did you, did you try out for the Colts practice squad? What was... Yeah, so so the way that works out at that level, um, so you enter into the the draft essentially. You know, so my senior year, I, I, as as college is finishing up, um, that was yeah. For me, I was obviously I knew I was never going to be like some star player in the NFL. Um, I I always had. A, Weren't you? Were you D three player of the year? Um, defensive player of the year. Yeah, defensive player. Yep, so D three defensive player of the year. Um, and so no, at that no point, big deal. <laughs> at that point you do get some attention um but you know you got to keep in mind there's so many division one athletes there's been two athletes and then you know the, then you get your looks as well and so started to get some some contact from different teams as the season finished up you know and, and for, especially for a, for someone from wabash indiana that was that was pretty cool like yeah. getting an opportunity um just to have over the over, was it like an email was it a letter was it a phone call yep phone calls was was mostly just hey you know i'm so-and-so from you know whatever team just letting you know that you're on a radar and i'm keep an eye on you and and so that's kind of how that went um and so my, i don't even know how you would continue your day getting a phone call like that i'm not gonna act like i didn't think it was a big deal like, I it, was, it was pretty cool I, I i definitely enjoyed that that um that moment those moments i guess yeah. um and so anyway after football finished up you know we won the national championship i really went right into to training um for a shot at the nfl mm-hmm. if that was an option if that was a door that opened and so um spent that second semester in college still went to class um, but was training over in the Cleveland area uh, three days a week and then two days a week just on our own with some of the other guys that potentially had a shot at the NFL and why were you going to Cleveland um, so there's a there's a good um, sports performance training center um, mm-hmm. in that area um, and so I actually had gotten an agent me and one of my buddies that I played with in college had we, we both got picked up by an agent um, which was again kind of a surreal experience mm-hmm. um, and and this agent actually he uh, he kind of goes for those diamond in the rough guys, um, and uh, so it was one of those things that he he's picked up some small school guys that uh, have made it. Pierre Garcon, who played for yeah. the he played for Mount Union, but ended up playing for the Colts for a while. He was one of his guys, and so that was a connection there. That's kind of how we got our foot in the door. Um, and so trained that whole second semester and thought, you know what, this this could happen, could not, and if not, life life goes on, and it's been mm-hmm. been a fun ride. And so the way that all worked out is obviously didn't day one of the draft, I couldn't believe I didn't get a call. You know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So the three days of the draft finally happened, and then that night after the draft closes out, then they start calling free agents. Um, and so the way it works, you obviously have your draft picks, you have your guys that you pick up as free agents that did not get drafted, um, and then you have guys that you call in to be um, tryouts. Um, and so I ended up getting a call that night, that, that, that night after the draft closed out from the Colts, um, which was, was, was a pretty cool thing. Um, and so they, they brought me on as a tryout. And so you, it, it's an invite-only um, thing. And so I think the, the way rookie, it was rookie camp is what you get your invite to. And so the way that worked at that point was you have all your, um, your draft pick guys are there all your free agents that you signed in that offseason or maybe a guy that got picked up late you know the season before um and then you have your tryouts and i think there was probably 10 of us that were they were invited which means we didn't have a contract but the goal was you know you have the opportunity to take somebody else's contract essentially is the way that works um and so none of the vets are actually practicing with us but they're in the facility you know kind of around the area which is very surreal in itself (laughs) seeing some of those guys 
Um, and so that's the way that works is I, I got a tryout opportunity with them and it was, it was a cool opportunity, man. It was, you know, being an Indiana kid from, especially from a small town, um, and, and even getting a shot with the Colts mm -hmm. from me, you know, I have, you know, people joke with me and say, ah, you weren't good enough, you know, and, it, and that's all good. Like I, I don't have any hard feelings about it. Like at all. It was, it was just, it was cool. It was a cool opportunity. Um, and truly just tried to enjoy it. And I did. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, kind of how that went. Was that? How did it feel walking into that facility being like, I'm not here as a spectator, like I'm actually here to compete? Yeah, no, it was surreal. It was the only word that like, this is really happening right now. Like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. I mean, it was hard to, to really, truly like, I don't know, take it all in. Um, but, you know, walking through and, and getting into the locker room and. I, I had Robert Mathis' locker was right behind me and Andrew Lux down the way. And I'm like, dude, I'm, is this real? Like, wake up, you know? <laughs> so was, were you that devastated by not getting it or was that? No, not at all, man. I, again, I, I had a good grasp on reality. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was a fringe guy and uh, best case scenario, you know, and in my opinion was maybe I'll make it on a practice squad. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I wasn't at all devastated as, as rookie camp ends and didn't sign a contract. Um, you know, I, I kind of went home, uh, and, and thought, okay, it was, it was a fun journey. And, mm -hmm. uh, for me, I'm ready to kind of move on with life. You know, sports have been so much a part of my life for the past, you know, 18 years at that point. And what's next, you yeah. know, that's kind of, it kind of got me excited for what's next now, you know? Was there any part of you that was like, you know, if I was a little bit taller, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, you know, like I was that close, like, uh -huh. was there any part of you that was upset about it? <clears throat> uh, Honestly, it, those things cross your mind. I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that that stuff didn't cross my mind. But no, man, I, I when I when it was when it was all said and done, um, and I and I, I was on my way home, you know, driving back from Indianapolis back to back to Wabash. Uh, it was one of those things of probably the biggest sense of of just relief um, that I've ever experienced of. Mm -hmm. Cause I had so much pressure of, it's hard to enjoy this. Like I got this hat, you know, this is, I don't know what's going to happen here, but this is a huge opportunity. And, and, uh, it was really, uh, okay. And I said it earlier, like now I can just enjoy life and, and, and see what the next season of life holds. So what's that, what's that next season been like for you? Uh, truly the best season of my <laughs> life that I've actually enjoyed, um, to be completely honest with you. So yeah, I mean, it, that, that is, has been so much of, you know, I can do things that I that I want to do. I can pick up new hobbies. I mean, I was always so focused on sports that I, I really didn't do any hobbies outside of sports. It was like, I, I wish I would have. You know, going back, like, why didn't I start hunting when I was like five? I don't yeah. know. But yeah, part of it, that's just it's the way you're raised. Football your season kind of covers that time. <laughs> yeah, a it is. Bit. Yeah, timing doesn't work well there. Um, but no, that's that's what I you know what what I've enjoyed for a while after college. I picked up golfing and, and loved that for a while, and then. Uh, hunting came into the picture. You know, I started dating my now wife, and her dad hunted, and my best friend, who is now my brother-in-law, um, hunted. And so I was like, well, I'll give this a shot. And uh, man, I can just truly enjoy it. Like I don't yeah. have any pressure. Like it's just me. I go out there and sit in the stand, or you know, whatever's going on. Do you take the same intensity that you took to sports to these hobbies? Yeah, I'm pretty passionate about it. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's yeah. I think that's the way we're wired. Um, you, you can't know. take anything. Just kind of like relax and be like, well, I'll try this out. Uh, no, I, I'd be lying <laughs> if I said that. I think you know. Uh, I like to I like to think that I take that approach, but I just you know I think guys we're very one track minded. You know, mm -hmm. we, we get our mind focused on one thing, and that's that's what we're thinking about until yeah. we accomplish it, right? <laughs> um, and so from that standpoint, you know, I no, I truly can go out and and sit in the stand and watch the sun come up and hear the birds start chirping and, and see raccoons start running around underneath mm -hmm. your stand, stuff like that, and see the deer moving. And then like, it's truly just 
this is peaceful, man. Mm -hmm. You can enjoy that. Um, and so that's, that's what I like. So you said, so you've been helping out assistant coach for Southwood. What's been your biggest thing that you've been trying to give to these athletes? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess my biggest focus is um, not so much football. Um, you know, obviously, that, that, as, a, as a coach, it can't be about the sport or else mm. you're, you're not going to enjoy it um, because, you know, it, you're never happy at the end of the day because um, there's always mistakes that happen. Kids, they're, they're high school kids. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to do exactly what you say. And in fact, they might do the exact opposite. And so I've, I've tried so much not to focus on football or the winning aspect of it, but just going out there and, and developing relationships. You know, I look back at, at my career you know, peewee league up through college. And, and I look back and, you know, the relationships that the coaches that, that mentored me, that coached me and, and taught me, you know, football lessons, but more importantly, life lessons of, and, and I say, I say it all the time, but that's the greatest thing about sports is it prepares you for life. You know, if you, if you take it in, in, in the right approach, then you're going to be ready. You know, it's, it's that same, you know, goal setting, goal achieving um, mentality. And, uh, so that's what you know. What I've tried to focus on. It's so much just about getting to know the kids mm. um, and and just spending time around them. With your dad having that much involvement with sports as a kid, was there ever a time that you were like, "I I want you to just be my dad away from this, not necessarily my coach in this"? Yeah, yeah, probably from time to time. Um, you know, and and I I guess I probably make it sound like he was pushed me more than in in a bad way, but no, he and that's a tough thing as a parent, I'm sure, and you see it every day is. Mm. You want your kids to be good, but they're kids. You know, they, they they're gonna think the way they want to think. And so my dad really he didn't he had a good balance of of pushing me, but at the same time let me be a kid, let me do stupid things, you know, and having fun and, and all that. But he always said to me, you know, this is his quote that he always said to me, and it bothered the heck out of me at that age. Um, but he said it, and and now I appreciate it. And um, he he'd always say, hey, you can be good or you can be great. It's up to you. Um, and, and so that's what it was. If, if I wanted to be good, that was my choice. If I didn't want to go work out, he was going to let me not go work out. But if I wanted to accomplish the goals that I wanted to accomplish, he, you know, he knew and I knew what I had to do to make that happen. So, well, that is hard for kids to, and I think for adults too, that it is the kids choices that they make. Mm -hmm. And especially high school kids, they're going to make the wrong choice about 95% of the time. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's really hard to see. I mean, you, you do have to give them the, you know, instruction at least of, this is what you need to do. Yep. You know, you can't make them do pretty much anything, but, right. <laughs> but I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't know. I'm already not looking forward to it with my daughter because my wife and I, neither one of us is athletic, but we want her in sports more for what you're saying. Like the, the discipline, just the coordination too. I mean, mm -hmm. that's yeah. your health moving forward. If you're not sure how to use your body and, you know, after high school and your metabolism just kind of craters and then you're, you're like, I need to start working out, but I don't even know how. how. Right. And, you know, and there's the, everyone faces that fear of going into the, the weight room, the gym and not knowing, you don't want to look dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, it puts you in a hard position. If you've never really gotten to use your body, like you are going to look dumb. Like, you you know, you're just, you don't have that coordination. And like you said, <laughs> at, at soccer, whatever, just developing, you know, learning how to run, learning how to jump. Like it starts off by just letting your kids play. Yep. But yeah. But yeah, I, at the same time, I know as, as chill as I want to seem about it, <laughs> as yeah. soon as my daughter is like, 
I like if I see her struggling at a competition, I'm probably gonna lose it. Like I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to keep my cool there. Of yep. you know, this is the referee's fault. Like this is there's right. no way this oh, is yeah. my perfect daughter. No, fault. I know it's it's easy from the outsider standpoint to look in and at a parents and like why why are they yelling at the ref you know or whatever. But at the same time, until you're in that situation, you you know we know how we are. We're not perfect by yeah. any means, and so well, I, I heard um, Bill Simmons, sports writer. He was talking about watching your kids play sports, and he's like. Imagine your favorite teams. Imagine those your favorite teams all put together on one team, and that's your kid. Like you could yeah. not be crazier about how your kid does in sports because yep. it's your favorite person. Right. So you yeah, know, exactly. You're gonna go crazy about it. Yep. So do you have much of an impact then on the kids in the weight room? <clears throat> I don't. I don't know if you never know what your impact is. But no, um, no I uh, I run like all our, our our strength and conditioning stuff at, at Southwood for the football team. So knowing what it's like at like the collegiate level, I mean, even like your training then going to the to an NFL team, is it hard for you to dial back to what these kids could do now? Yeah, or um, thinking about where you were at that point, right? I think initially it was um, just because I it was you know when I first started training athletes again I was fresh out of, of doing that all on my own you know and so it's like well this is where you need to be um, and and you know now I've been out of college how long have I been out of college like six years or something mm -hmm. like that I'm getting old but uh, <laughs> um, but you know now I've been able to just kind of guess come back to reality of hey they're they're high school kids um, mm -hmm. and for a lot of them they're just now developing a a foundation in the weight room mm -hmm. um, and so keeping that in mind for me and, and now that I've been back, you know, this is my fourth year coaching and so it's become much more normal, I guess, right. and, and I have a much better understanding of, of where they should be and where they need to be at the same time. I was just at Northfield the other day and you forget it when you've been out of a high school for a long time. One, the building is a lot smaller than you realize, <laughs> right. but just seeing high schoolers, you're like, we were bigger than this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you just forget that, you know, their their bodies are just now getting into that the point where they're really growing and yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just funny to look at and think like, we thought we were big at that point. We thought oh, we yeah. were, well, you actually might've been, but nah, I don't think so. No, but it's funny now because every time you, you hear, I hear this all the time from people of, well, back when we played, there was a whole lot better competition, you know, now they're all small and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you just, you, you just thought that maybe, maybe, maybe your, no. your, your class was an exception. I don't know, but <laughs> You know that that is it is funny when you go back and everything always was bigger than than what you, yeah. Um, yeah, what you um, is there anything else that you would have changed about sports for you? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the value in doing three sports, but like the hobbies and stuff. Like, what's what did you feel like would have been a good balance? Um, yeah, that that, that is a a good question. I don't I don't know that I have a great answer. Um, but you know, I think for me, I put too much emphasis on sports. Um, and that was a personal thing. That wasn't anything pushed by my parents at all. That was just something that. Hey, I, I, I did have some success at a young age, and I thought, I'm going to run with this and see how far I can take it. And, you know, I mentioned picking up hobbies after that. And not that I have any regrets, but I do look back and I'm like, well, why, why didn't I do this? You know, my friends were, my friends were able to go out and, and hunt. My friends were, were doing other things mm -hmm. at a young age. And don't get me wrong, I had plenty of fun as a kid. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I played a lot of video games, you know, for a <laughs> while. I, um, I get addicted to whatever I start doing. Like, that's all I want to do, you know? And so um, I don't necessarily have any regrets, but, you know, take advantage of, I guess, of opportunities at, at a young age, you know, and, and enjoy those experiences because for most of us, we're not going to be professional athletes. So mm -hmm. sports, although they are a great thing, there's other things you should be enjoying along the way. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, still for this, for our small community of Wabash, like 
the sports do run things in terms of the money. I mean, even in our small schools, like it is still a big, a big aspect of yeah. it. But you know, what the kids are getting out of band is just as valuable as what the kids might be getting out of football. Like right. it's you can't you can't say that one really has more value over the other. I mean, as like you said, it's if the lessons that the people are taking out of band are. You know, if they have a better structure for what that team is like, yep. you know, that is, there is more value there, but Absolutely. it is, I mean, especially like as you get higher and higher levels, like with college football and stuff, like they do run the school in that sense that, mm-hmm. you know, money is, money is king there. Yeah, so I mean, that's you, the way it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last things I liked in the podcast with was, uh, could you walk me through your perfect day? Oh man. I don't know if I ever get to live any perfect days. That's a, that's <laughs> this a is your question. fantasy. You get to do whatever you want. All right. Well, perfect day um, at this point in my life is uh, let's go. It's you know it's let's go Halloween. You know I don't have to work. It's a Saturday <laughs> morning, um, which so October thirty first we'll say, and uh, I'm gonna go out and and sit in a stand, watch the sun come up again, hear the birds start start chirping, and uh, uh, the buck that I've been targeting for the <laughs> The last, you know, few years now, I've been watched for the last few years, and now is on the hit list. He uh, steps out in front of me. Last year, I got to kill a buck at 12 yards, so I'm pretty comfortable at 12 yards. That'd be <laughs> yeah. a whole lot nicer if, if that happens again. And so, uh, steps out and, and uh, gives me an opportunity. And uh, I guess the, the cool thing now, you know, that to, to to make that happen. And then, you know, last year didn't have a kid yet. I was actually like five or six days before he was born, and I killed the buck last year. But you know, get to you know, take the deer back um, and, and share that experience with, with my wife and with my kid mm-hmm. and uh, just be able to relax on, on that day. I, to me, I, I just, I don't have, I guess I don't have a whole, I don't spend a whole lot of time with like friends. I spend so much time with my family. Um, and, I, and I mentioned that my best friend married my wife's sister. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're family and best friends, I guess, at the same time. And so um, just, just, you know, getting to take down a buck on a, on a Saturday morning and, and share that experience with my, with my family and then just be able to ra- relax for the day and you know, maybe uh, have a cookout that evening and, you know, just a good old Saturday yeah. in, in the fall. I love the fall season, so. Um, <laughs> what about the last thing in is how long are you hoping to live? Whew. Yeah, that's a, the thought that I guess that, that questions all our minds, uh, crosses all our minds, I guess. Um, and I, I don't know that I have a number on that. I guess that depends how healthy I stay, you know, mm-hmm. as I age. You know, you see from time to time you see 85 90 year olds that are still out active and, and can live and, and do everything that they want to do so I, I guess to me it all depends on my quality of life and and I hope that you know we've talked about fitness now this for most of this podcast and I hope that I can continue to, to stay in shape in, in some aspect and so that my quality of life at a at a at an old age you know God willing is is, is still there and so uh, I don't know good question <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're feeling I mean you, the health is still going to be an important thing for you yep. moving forward yeah um, do you, the last thing I was kind of curious about with you, as as you age then, have you thought about how fitness is going to change for you? Oh, a little bit, and, and I've adjusted it already, you know, somewhat for me. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm not moving a ton of weight typically when I lift. I do from time to time, you know, every once in a while, but for the most part, I, I stay within a comfortable rep range, um, you know, and I've started to do more cardio stuff. I, I enjoy biking. Um, you know, I live out in the country and so, you know, it's cool. You can go on a bike ride for, you know, an hour and, and not, not hardly pass a car, you yeah. know, it's a, just a peaceful time. So for me, just picking up some cardio based stuff and, and kind of sprinkling that into my, my workout as my workouts has been something that, that I've adjusted a little bit. And so backing off weight a little bit and, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know as I get older, um, but my goal would, would be to continue to, to stay in shape, you know, as, as long as I'm healthy and, and, and able to. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that answers the question yeah. a little bit. So. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Nick, and uh, right, good man. luck with that buck. All right, man, thank you. <laughs>